Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you joined us today and you're making the connection. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, feeling, imagining, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. So a few weeks ago, I visited San Francisco. I lived there when I was a kid. And for me, San Francisco was a place that I first consciously thought about peace. It was in the late 60s, and there were protests against the Vietnam War, which was important because my brothers and cousins were part of the draft. So it was wonderful to go back and think about peace, my introduction to peace. And that introduction was that peace was something to fight for. And now, years later, I look back and think, what is peace about now for me? And it's more than stopping a war, even though we find ourselves in a multi-generational war that's still going on. That's part of it. But peace is more important than ever. Peace is multidimensional. And today we're going to have a talk about that. We have two amazing authors who are going to share their views of peace with us. We have Mark Ristow and Kate Towell, who will um, share about their writings as well as a wonderful uh, opportunity coming up here in the Twin Cities, the Twin Cities Nonviolent, and that's TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. It's a grassroots umbrella organization based in the Twin Cities whose mission is to foster best practices towards violence prevention. Welcome, Mark and Kate. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lori. So, so glad happy you're... to be here. Oh, it's wonderful. You yeah. know, it's, Mark, it's about a year ago now. This is our one-year anniversary <laughs> in terms of our radio careers. Absolutely. At least mine. Absolutely. Now, Mark, last year joined us on Connections Radio Show when you were launching your new book. That's right. And at that point, we were talking about the hero's journey because you had just written the hero uh, hero dreams. That's right. And and the hero's journey has been a profound. Um, guiding light for me in terms of my work, in terms of the story that I'm telling through the novel, The Hero Dreams. And then, of course, there are two more books to come that are focused on the idea of the hero's journey as something that will lead to something um, that hasn't quite yet blossomed yet, and specifically, the idea that peace is possible. I love that when we were first starting to work on this project and you were about to go do your whirlwind tour all over the country <laughs> uh, that you'd spent a year being able to just fully express yourself you took some time out and this was a story that was in you for a long time i actually took five years to do nothing but sit down and and think about the major themes of, of the story that i had to tell which were in particular um what is violence and how does it affect us in our lives and is peace even possible? And those are all those are themes that underlie the work that I had to do. And that was to tell a story about a little boy who embarks on a journey. So I spent five years doing nothing but thinking about those ideas and writing a manuscript that would one day become a hero of dreams, which is now available. Which is great because you had been a lawyer, you live sort of a traditional life, and then all of a sudden you, you leave the law practice, you leave, you, you sell your home, and you decide to explore art. I did. I just, I was compelled to tell the story. It wasn't even something that I had to decide or to think about too much. It was something that was very organic. And when the time was right, I knew it. And I just pursued my dream of telling a story, a story that hopefully would have impact and would inspire others towards something greater than what we currently experience. And that's really the center of it, the narrative of the story of peace. And yeah. that impacts you not only in what you write, but what you think about. Yeah, and it is a narrative. So, for example, Joseph Campbell came up with a narrative pattern which described the hero's journey. And it's a journey that we're all on, where basically we are walking a path that leads to what I call, and what he called as well, a threshold. And can we find the courage within ourselves to cross that threshold into the unknown and, and be able to embrace what's out there, the mystery of what lies on the other side? And it's a metaphor for the possibility of embracing peace or another order of reality where people uh, are more collaborative in the way they deal with each other and more supportive in their endeavors to live happy, more fulfilled lives. 
And catalyst. Tell me what you mean by being a catalyst of change. Well, I think stories are a catalyst. And I think that's what we can offer as authors to the 10 Days Free From Violence is that stories are a powerful catalyst um, for inspiring people with ideas, whatever the idea with. In, in this case, uh, the 10 days, which begins on September 21st, is an opportunity for us to be inspired by the idea of nonviolence in the Twin Cities and to hopefully um, push that idea out into the world and perhaps someday it'll even become uh, something we can celebrate together on a national or even international level. Well, what's wonderful, September 21st is the International Day of Peace, and that's the day that you chose to launch your book last year. That's right. So this is uh, fortuitous that a year later um, I can be involved in something that's, that's, that's bigger than just my book, it's something that, uh, that uh, involves a whole community of people, in this case the Twin Cities. And like I say, the possibility of broadening the message to a wider audience. Now, as we were talking about, it's an umbrella organization that allows a lot of different artists and activists to have a program that they want to be part of it. You've got two programs coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday, September 25th from 7 to 9, uh, you're going to be reflecting on the possibility of peace at mm -hmm. Subtext Books. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I have the opportunity to appear at Subtext Books, which is downtown St. Paul in Lower Town. And it'll be an opportunity for me to read from my book and to make a connection between the, the messages, the underlying themes of my book, and the broader idea of nonviolence in the Twin Cities. So I'm grateful to Twin Cities Nonviolent for allowing me to be, participate. And this is my way of participating as an author. And of course, the organization provides these opportunities for all types of people who have a message to share in different ways. My way of entering the world is through, through story. To me, stories are powerful and they can connect us in ways that are profound. But there are people who, who express their, their views through music, for example, and there will be musicians who will be performing as part of the 10 Days Free From Violence. There's going to be over 40 events, as I understand. So, uh, I think even over 60 is what I heard uh, last. I mean, and, and it's growing, as, even uh. as we speak. So, uh, just staying on this theme just a little bit longer in mm -hmm. terms of your presentation that you're going to be making at Subtext Books, mm -hmm. honor. That is sort of a keystone for you. Yeah, so honor, I have mixed feelings about the word honor. And in my story, I talk about honor with quotation marks around it. So in my story, a little boy, is he, he's feeling lost and afraid and uncertain where he fits into the world. He's just lost his father, and now he's been sent away to a summer camp where it's about honor. So what is honor? And in the context of um, this world we live in, sometimes we fall into an idea of, Honor is about proving yourself or proving your manhood through um, by putting other people down. And so this story is a story that really focuses on the idea that bullying is endemic to our to our culture and a violence and violence more broadly. Um, and and there are examples of violence in the story that the little boy um, learns through his path to overcome. And the mm -hmm. idea is, can we overcome the grief and the experience of the past and embrace a life of extraordinary possibility? Whatever that looks like for each of us, but for this little boy, at least he's able to continue down his path because there's a seed of hope that lies deep within his soul. Even though these unfortunate events are occurring around him, he continues to move down the hero's path. And that, again, is on September 25th, 7 to 9 p.m., and that's at Subtext Books in St. Paul. You're also going to be uh, leading a panel. You'll be part of a group, a seven-author panel, at the Eat My Words bookstore in Minneapolis, and that's on September 28th from 7 to 9. That's right. So we've, we've assembled a multicultural group of authors, all Twin Cities-based, who will be talking about Again, the, the, the potential for stories to, to be powerful in, in sharing an idea, an idea that's inspiring to a large group of people. So there'll be seven of us. I'll most likely be serving as moderator, but I also might talk about my, my book as well. And we're going to be um, um, talking about the possibility of creating a model for um, embracing sustain the idea of that peace can be sustainable in a community. And what does that look like? 
And we're still going to be creating that as we go. We don't know necessarily what that looks like today, but by coming together, we can create a model for for building sustainable uh, ways of, of achieving peace and nonviolence in our community. So I want to make sure the audience knows you can go to TwinCitiesNonviolent.org for the over 60 different events. And I just want to read to you uh, their mission. You might be a Democrat or a Republican. We won't be distracted by that. You might be for guns or against guns. We won't be distracted by that. We also won't be distracted by your race, your religion, your sexual orientation, who you voted for, your views on health care and taxes, whether you own a home or how much money you have in a bank account. The one thing we're committed to is stopping violence, violence in all forms, structures and systems. Nobody should have to put up with violence in our streets, in our schools, in our neighborhoods and in our homes. We are Twin Cities Nonviolent. We are citizens from all walks of life who will not let politics or our differences get in the way of doing what needs to be done. Our role is to be a catalyst for local organizations that practice nonviolence. The visionary leader who called us to action was Father Harry Burry, who was raised in the Twin City and has a 50-year history of fighting against nonviolence throughout the world. So with that, I want to encourage you to look it up September 21st through the 30th. This 10-day period is a platform to reduce violence in our everyday life. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we're on Connections Radio Show where we talk about ideas that matter. And we've been talking with Mark Riestow in this section. And we're going to be talking to Kate and Mark in the next section. We didn't get Kate in a whole lot. Kate Tao is with us. And she's also an author that's doing some very cool things things, looking at concepts of peace and how we can create conversation. So stay tuned. We're going to take a break, but join us. Let's talk about some peace. Let's talk about peace in our life. I'm Wendy Jones, Executive Director of Minnesota Recovery Connection, inviting everyone to join us for the annual Walk for Recovery on Saturday, September 15th from 9 to 1 at Lake of the Isles in Minneapolis. People can and do recover from substance use disorder. We need you to help us break the stigma of addiction and show the world that recovery works. There will be a DJ, live music, food trucks, a photo booth, and activities for the kids from 9 to 1, and the walk around Lake of the Isles starts at 11. Sign up today. There is no registration fee. Take this opportunity to invest in recovery and donate to the walk. Your financial support helps Minnesota Recovery Connection strengthen the recovery community through peer-to-peer support, public education, and advocacy. Most importantly, though, please join us for the walk and put a face on recovery. Bring your friends and family to Lake of the Isles on Saturday, September 15th to celebrate recovery. To register, visit walk.minnesotarecovery.org. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, your source for elder care and caregiver solutions, inviting you to listen to our live call-in show airing on Saturdays from noon to one. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding elder care and caregiver issues to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your best quality of life. Please join us this Saturday from noon to one for the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show and learn more about us at minnesotahospice.com. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jason from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. My wife and chef Carrie and I invite you to enjoy our local seasonal fair along with thoughtfully chosen wine and beer lists, a refreshing cocktail selection, and continued dedication to outstanding service. Nightingale's freshly remodeled patio is perfect for dinner, happy hour, brunch, and late night fun. We offer our full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m. Two award-winning daily happy hours and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Hi, this is Laura Hedlund with Food Freedom Radio. We want a regenerative revolution. What's that? It's a food system that works for water, soil, pollinators, and people. How do we get it? Maybe by being a little more lazy. So this summer, we're looking for lazy good food recipes. We're talking about how do we create a sane, kind food system. Food Freedom Radio, Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime on podcast. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show. And we talk about ideas that matter. And I'm glad you've joined our conversation. Today we've got two wonderful authors who are talking to us about peace. And I have Mark Ristow and Kate Toll. Welcome, you guys. Well, hi. Thank you. Glad Thank you to, again. It's great to be here. And now in our last segment, we were talking about A Hero Dreams, which mm-hmm. was launched last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and a journey of peace that's very important to Mark. Uh, Mark, you think of yourself as a storyteller. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I remember when I first got into this, and I, I'd never thought of myself as even a writer. And then all of a sudden, people were referring to me as author or, or, uh-huh. or, or advising me that I ought to think of myself as an author because that's how you enter this world. And I thought, you know, I actually prefer the term storyteller because it's about the story for, first for me and the writing second. The writing is, is a way of expressing the story, but it's the story that's always been most important to me. Well, one of the things that we talked about last year when you were on the show as you were launching Hero Dreams is about knowing each other's stories and what yeah. that can do. Well, it connects us. Mm-hmm. And, and to get there, we have to be willing not only to share our stories, which is an act of courage, but also to listen to each other's stories and to listen without judgment and to listen, not necessarily with our minds, but with our hearts, and, which to me is about listening compassionately. So if someone um, expresses an idea or, or engages in an act of violence, for example, rather than this judging them or, or, or excluding them, to embrace them and try to understand what is it that about their lives that led them to where they are today. So it's really about listening with the heart compassionately that I think is a really important key to one day achieving not only peace within our neighborhoods and communities, but perhaps even global peace. And if we know each other's stories, we're less likely to do violence to each other. I love that tagline. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, Kate, you're also a writer, a community educator, a youth advocate. You've worked with schools, organization, and you look at best practices in creating good conversation. I do. I I think that these things um, take practice. And um, so I have worked on incubating models of bringing us together in community so that we can work together across our differences and actually come together knowing that um, we're, we're flawed human beings. We have intersections of challenges that we've worked through. Um, some would say many intersections of oppression. Um, but when we come together to talk and for the purpose of understanding each other, we can, we can make really strong change. And you both are part of a peace and social justice writers group. Yes, we are. Tell me a little yes. about that. It's a group that meets at the loft and we meet every last uh it's actually every fourth monday of the month and we get together to talk about issues that are happening in our society and how we can use our writing to take action on those issues and that's where you met mark yes and invited him to be part of the twin cities nonviolent.org absolutely absolutely mark came to um one of the books that we were reading is a book by author and peace educator Paul K. Chappelle called Soldiers of Peace. And on the first day that Mark came to Writers Group, uh, we were Skyping with Paul. And Paul was sharing his concept of peace literacy, which is basically the idea that um, we're, we're a culture that's preliterate when it comes to peace. Um, we have not learned the language. We, ha- we have not been schooled in the culture the vocabulary, um, the conjugations, the applications, the best practices. And so, you know, when you talk about the work that that I do in community 
as what I call a community weaver, <laughs> you know, stitching back together the fabric that's been frayed by all the tensions that we absorb. Um, it's really about practicing peace literacy. You shared with me some quotes um, from Mr. Chappelle in his view of if you don't know how to read music, you wouldn't expect someone to be able to play in an orchestra. Or if you didn't know the rules of the basketball game, you wouldn't expect them to play well. Um, that's what you're talking about when you're talking Absolutely. about language. And it's sort of, what are the rules? What are, what are the, how do you read and understand the symbolic? And what's your thought about peace literacy in terms of what needs to be created to have us have a shared language? We're, we're actually developing a rubric and we're actually developing a scale of understanding to understand when somebody has competency in peace literacy. So um, if you're somebody who goes out into community and you see aggression and you see that someone is in distress, but you take it personally or you, you act through defense mechanisms, then you're not going to be somebody who can de-escalate that tension. Um, so the scale works uh, in a series of gradations um, until you get to level three, where not only do you see someone in distress right in the moment, but you're able to de-escalate that tension and get to the roots of that aggression and um, bring the situation to one of shared humanity. And he'll be giving a workshop. He will. He'll be giving. He'll be giving uh, several workshops, and again, that's available on our work uh, website. But he'll actually be giving a soldiers of training, uh, soldiers of peace training, and that's Paul Chappelle. Paul K. Chappelle. Paul K. Mm -hmm. Chappelle. Uh, I, I looked that up. It looks fabulous. It's one that I think I might want to go to myself. So I'm excited about that that upcoming workshop. So in terms of, you have similar themes of peace, both you and Mark. You had mentioned that to me, Kate. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. We've got a couple minutes before we need to take to break, but just give me sort of the big picture of how you see some of the themes being very similar between the two of you and the work that you do. Well, Mark and I, look, we're both, we're both white people, and we, we, we come at this through... Um, a sense of father loss. We both lost our fathers at a very young age and realized that we had to turn to writing as a way to work through our own trauma. And when I looked up uh, Mark's book on his website, I saw that we were both trying to understand um, what it means to cross a threshold, whether that's a threshold in life, a threshold of courage, um, or some kind of threshold of understanding. Um, we had... Uh, train accidents in our book. We had father loss. We had. We both have a character named Ricky, although spelled differently. <laughs> so we were we were communicating through a means that neither one of us was fully conscious of at the time. Right. There was there was a lot of serendipity in yeah. there, which I call a dip into serenity. Yeah. <laughs> but but we were meant to come together to explore these issues, and so yes, I naturally invited Paul. Um, uh, um, Mark. <laughs> Mark to be part of to be part of our ten days, and um, and we're both very excited about it because it's a way to bring the stories that are so important to us to life and into a broader community context. Well, I want to make sure that the audience knows how to find out about all these wonderful programs. It's TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. Uh, it is a community set of activities right now up to 60, probably more. Uh, they keep getting added every day. It goes from September 21st through the 30th. And in our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other specific programs that you can um, attend and be a part of, as well as learning more from Kate about her book and her ideas. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a couple announcements. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. 
Hey, podcast fans. Did you know that StandUpRecords.com has live comedy CDs of some of your favorite podcast personalities? Folks like Jackie Cation of the Dork Forest, Robert Kelly of You Know What Do, the Sklar Brothers from Sklarbro Country, Doug Stanhope from Doug Stanhope's Podcast, and Mark Marin from WTF. You've heard them for free. Why not consider spending some money to find out what they do for a living? Just head on over to StandUpRecords.com or look for Standup Records at Amazon.com or the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. The Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe is ready for the cold. Serving seasonal dishes using locally sourced ingredients, Minnesota craft beers, and organic wines. Their delicious vegetarian, vegan, and omnivorous menu options are sure to satisfy. New items include the cauliflower po'boy, harvest chili, braised beef tostada, and the pork banh mi, as well as rotating seasonal vegetables and pasta. Sustaining a healthy community, you will find Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe at 2601 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis and online at coopcreamery.coop. It's a good day to be indigenous. Native Earths Radio presents I'm Awake. Our weekly Native American talk radio show will discuss national and local Native American news and events. Local and national guests will help us keep current with Mother Earth, tribal, and Twin City issues. Native American issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with our struggles, victories, and achievements. Listen Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am awake. Fall is an important time to call the window washing and exterior cleaning experts Blue Sky Services to prevent seasonal changes and potential winter damage. Look at your roof. Do you have black streaks, blotches, or algae? Don't wait for the cold to have these freeze. Cleaning is much cheaper than replacement. September schedule is filling quickly, so don't neglect your windows, gutters, or siding cleaning. Call 651-447-4484 to book your fall cleaning before their busy season schedule fills and tell them that you're an AM 950 listener. That's 651-447-4484 or blueskyservices.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be sunny with a high near 73, while tonight's mostly clear with a low around 51. Tomorrow will be sunny with a high near 72, Monday mostly sunny with a high near 76, and Tuesday sunny with a high near 80. Break away from the ordinary and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Support your local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And on our show, we like to explore ideas that matter. I'm glad you've joined the conversation. Today, we're talking about peace. We have Mark Ristow and Kate Toll, who are both authors, who have explored narratives of peace, as well as being active in uh, supporting a program that's going to be launched on September 21st to the September 30th, which is all about peace, 10 Days of Peace. And the organization that's sort of the umbrella organization for all of this is TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. And we've been talking to Mark about his book that got launched last year, A Hero's a, a Hero's Dream. A Hero Dreams. A Hero Dreams, thank you. Which was launched on September 21st, International Day of Peace of last year. So this is going to be my one-year anniversary of having the book out there in the world. Well, and what's wow. wonderful is that you've also won some awards. You have the Hero Dreams won the silver in the popular fiction category at the 2018 Benjamin Franklin Awards. You also got the National Indie Excellence Award. You were the winner of New Fiction, and you were a finalist in Visionary Fiction. And then you also got the Next Generation Indie Book Awards finalist for the first novel uh, in Inspirational Fiction. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. And your book is about to be coming out, Kate. Well, actually, I am in the process of looking for a publisher. Uh-huh. So, so I'm I'm about ready to birth my book in terms of releasing it to the world. But um, maybe there's a publisher out there listening who might like to pub- to take on this 
topic. And and tell in a nutshell, this is a, a book about modeling um, interrelation interracial relationships. Yeah, it's it's the story of how a father's um, post civil rights legacy uh, teaches his daughter about interracial friendship, and um, it's her. Uh, his young daughter's awakening to the lived experience of African-American people um, as she crosses the racial line to develop a close friendship of her own. And it's about courage. Absolutely. It's about courage. And it's also about um, when you're in a relationship with somebody whose ancestors and family uh, live with historical trauma and um, racism, which which um, my friend Mahmoud Al-Khati defines as power plus prejudice, um, being friends with someone who's lived that experience and having the reverence and sense of discovery to be present to their lives. And you have a theory that it, you need to have a model for that. It, it, it's how how do you do anything without at least seeing it first? So you want to create that that model. Absolutely. We don't just intuitively understand things. Uh, we learn things by imprinting from other people. Sometimes we imprint how not to do it. Mm -hmm. But um, where are the narratives where we imprint how to do this, how to be present, loving, and capable, and show up with greater capacity to address racism when your friend um, has experienced deep colonization uh, or is a descendant of the enslaved. Honor is something that's important to your book, and we talked earlier with Mark about his sense of honor. Tell me about your sense of honor in your book. Wow. Well, um, I really believe that when we come into relationship, we, we do better if we start with the ending, if we can, if we can admit that we're flawed. <laughs> Because self-righteousness kills love and peace. If we start from that place, we're never going to deepen our relationship with someone. And, and so um, if we don't practice what we preach, we're going to lose our moral authority. And mm -hmm. honor and reciprocity, what's that about? It means that we are willing to look at ourselves first and to come from a place of integrity, really, that it, whatever we're expecting from somebody else, we also expect, first of all, from ourselves. And to understand the sacredness, uh, Mark and I were talking about the sacredness in every relationship. Where do we lose that? Mm -hmm. And this is something that the, the daughter in, in my book inherited from her father, this spiritual belief that where two or more are gathered there that's where the spirit lies right so where do we ever start expecting more from people than than we're willing to give them and the challenge of uh white privilege and historical blindness one of your missions in your community work is to help white people yes <laughs> understand that in more powerful ways starting with myself you know am i going to make mistakes in community as i approach intercultural bridging hell yes <laughs> i'm going to make all kinds of mistakes and it's okay but somebody has to be brave and somebody has to model this for others in community who are white and for our youth you know, if they come into a world where adults are, are hating on each other and aren't trying to find our shared humanity, that sense of Ubuntu, that South African philosophy of shared humanity, I am who I am because of who we are. Well, we talked in the last segment about languages and that there's a terminology, a literacy for peace. And racial terminology and white privilege and 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 trauma so tell me about some of your with with paul hey chapelle. <laughs> chapelle yeah had had some views on that in terms of how powerful that is and what it means in terms of looking at language that we were sharing a little bit during break 
Wow. Well, you know, a lot of my brothers and sisters out there are very uncomfortable with some of the um, critical race theory terminology. Um, They think that it's identity politics and that it divides us. The fact is, we as human beings have a very difficult time describing what it is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a linguist who studied the French language... Um, I, I've had to actually live in another country and learn what it's like to speak that language and learned how to have the intonation and inflections and, um, to dream in the language, to joke in the language. So Paul K. Chappelle is telling us that peace literacy is also a human language. And he's saying that we need to develop our language skills. As a linguist, this really appeals to me. Um, Paul said to me, Kate, what if somebody told told you that you had to only speak French from now on? You could never go back to your language of origin. And I said, well, uh, that would be pretty hard. I'd have to keep practicing my French. I'd have to continue to live with that perspective because a language is born of not only a culture, but a worldview, And so we have to learn that worldview. I just want to say quickly that the language of trauma is for many people in our culture, their language of origin. So in order to... generations of trauma. Absolutely. And so to learn how to live without that trauma, they have to learn. We who have had trauma have to learn a whole new language. And when you said earlier how it becomes, for some, um, racial identity and, and politics and, 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 and identity politics, and, and I sometimes get feedback, well, that happened so long ago. That, that We weren't a part of that, and so why do we have to worry about it? And, and that hurts my heart uh, because there, if we turn our back on history, you know, we are doomed to repeat it, and there are elements – uh, in our society today that, that make my heart hurt in terms of not understanding um, the generations of trauma. Well, and, we, and we continue to pass yeah. that trauma on from one generation to the next. And the only way to stop that, is, as Kate and Paul both suggest, is by becoming first aware that the problem exists and then creating a language that will actually be a transforming agent towards something else. And in this case, that something else is the possibility of living in harmony. Right, Kate? Absolutely. Um, if, if, if we did not grow up uh, with that historical trauma, it's difficult to understand what happens when you're part of a family that was not allowed to pass on wealth or photographs or, um, you know, the, the, the family home or something because you... You, because prejudice in our greater society and the white racial frame never allowed you to, to have access to those luxuries and those opportunities. Um, but I want to get back to conflict because conflict is a universal thing. And having raised two children, um, you know, th- they would have moments, of course, as, as budding human beings, where they would get angry with me. And they would say, I don't like you. (laughs) And I never looked at them and said, um, you know, I never looked at them and said, oh, they're a bad person. I'm just going to stay away from them. And I don't want anything to do with them. I knew that that was coming from a root cause of aggression and something that was bothering them. And I had a, a lot of compassion. So what I'm arguing for is that we develop again our capacity and our generosity for shared humanity. Let's take pause. Let's understand when somebody is in distress, we can't take that personally. We have to understand the lesson in that so that we can all become more peaceful. There's a lot of um, white fragility and easily tripping to white guilt that then gets people angry and, and running away and how to just allow for there to be a painful moment. And, and not try to fix it or not exactly. make it right or wrong in a judgment, um, but just allow for it to be there, I think, is a very powerful. But that's part of a courageous conversation as well. It is. And, and white fragility itself is a privilege. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if we're, it's a privilege to be fragile. There's a scene in my book where I, I write about the girls 
um, the white character and the black character being together in a really bad storm. And the way that they deal with it shows this element of, of you know, the, the, the one character, the white character, is terrified. And the, the black character goes out for a run and, and just goes on with her life because she's very conditioned to dealing with microaggressions and trauma. So she goes out for her run and the white character is goes into she's triggered by this and calls the police and has everybody looking for the other for her friend and her friend comes back and says what's the big deal and why would you call the police <laughs> and that's a good question that i have for many out there <laughs> in these times where we see police being called uh, because we're afraid to have a conversation and absolutely we'll talk more about that in our next segment, in our last segment, it just goes too quickly. You are listening to Connections Radio here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we're talking about TwinCitiesNonviolent.org and things that are important during September 21st through the 30th that you should get involved with. And we've got two great authors that are sharing that with us, Mark Ristow and Kate Toll. Thanks so much. Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. My family conquered the family vacation thanks to my Toyota Sienna. This last summer, I drove 16 straight hours in a single day, heading to the coast, a test which challenges even the most comfortable vehicles. The Sienna passed with flying colors. Roomy, comfortable, and easy to drive, it made the long day a piece of cake. And when driving in a new town, the Toyota Sienna gives me the comfort and reliability I need. Test drive one yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake Duroff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Steve, what are we going to talk about this week? This week we talk about how millennials are buying homes centered around their pets, layoffs in the mortgage market, and the usefulness of the new Satori Niche Program. Check us out for more information. Email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to The Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This Monday, I'll talk about philanthropy and changing the world for the better. I'll highlight the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And then, for the big interview, talk to Vanessa Tennyson, a local philanthropist, about what makes her tick. My last segment will be a personal story about moi, Ellie 2.0, engaging in real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Hi, this is Paul Metza inviting you to listen to the Wall of Power Radio Hour every weekend on AM 950. We are now in our third year of broadcasting on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Min Post has called us one of the 22 most independently entertaining and cool radio shows in the Twin Cities. We feature cool people from all walks of life and from all 50 states. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., we played Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Fall is an important time to call the window washing and exterior cleaning experts Blue Sky Services to prevent seasonal changes and potential winter damage. Look at your roof. Do you have black streaks, blotches, or algae? Don't wait for the cold to have these freeze. Cleaning is much cheaper than replacement. September schedule is filling quickly, so don't neglect your windows, gutters, or siding cleaning. Call 651-447-4484 to book your fall cleaning before their busy season schedule fills and tell them that you're an AM950 listener. That's 651-447-4484 or blueskyservices.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And on our show, we like to talk about ideas that matter. And we have two wonderful authors that are here to talk about peace with us. Mark Ristow and we've got Kate Toll. Both authors that are active in uh, a variety of 
at community activities, but one more recently that's the most exciting one that we're talking about is the TwinCitiesNonviolent.org, launching on September 21st, going through the 30th with some great programs. Mark, last year, launched his book, A Hero Dreams, um, and he talks about journey, a journey of peace that's very important to Mark, uh, a narrative around the story of peace, and a catalyst for change. He is an author, a lawyer, and an actor, and a wonderful person. And I consider him a dear friend. We also have Kate Toll, a new friend, who is a writer, a community educator, youth advocate. She's worked in schools and organization to foster best practices for engaging youth in the challenges of our times. She uses an intercultural and an intergenerational youth engagement model that she actually won an award for, uh, the St. Paul Foundation's 2011 Facing Race Idea Challenge. And she works actively with communities and and organizations to explore the intersection of race equity and peace education. And we want to do a shout out to our friend Rose McGee, who absolutely hi Rose, <laughs> who does comfort pie, a friend of both of ours. Yes, and the work that you do with Kate. Oh, excuse me, the work that you do with Rose, Kate. Well, Rose has created a, a model called Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, which um, I consider to be a practice of peace. Um, and and um, actually on January 13th coming up here is our fifth uh, annual uh, Martin Luther King Day of Service in Golden Valley. Um, we, we're going to be celebrating what would be Martin Luther King's 90th birthday. And um, we bring um, oh, about 200 members from the community together. Um, it's an inspirational gathering over sweet potato pie, the... The um, it's the sacred dessert of black people, as Rose calls it. <laughs> it is a piece of heaven, <laughs> and it's an opportunity to practice all the things that we're talking about today. Um, what happens is we bake all these pies, and then we decide through conversation and dialogue um, who in our community should receive a pie, either for comfort or for honor. Mm. Wonderful. Again, the date's coming up in January for right. the celebration. It's, it's, it's the Sunday of Martin Luther King weekend. Perfect. Mark, I want to make sure that yes. we we plug a couple things here. Okay. You are doing uh, a couple things with the uh, Twin Cities Nonviolent 10 Days on September 25th from 7 to 9. You are going to be at the uh, subtext books reflecting on the possibility of peace. That, that's right. So there will be an opportunity for me to, to read from my book and to create a connection between the underlying themes of the story and what Twin Cities nonviolent is up to with the 10 days free from violence so my, my hope is to um, use the platform as an opportunity for an author to engage with the people in the community toward the possibility of peace and mark for those who want to get your book give me your website www.markristau.com or simply www.aherodreams.com. Either one will get you to where you need to go. Um, and for those of you on Facebook, um, my my author page is at Mark Ristow Author. And Kate, you are active in the community and you have a web website. Can you share that with us? Yes, this is a website that shows um, some of the practices that I've done over the years with youth. And it's Project Start, all one word, dot wordpress.com and you do workshops you're available to do workshops yes actually i've been doing bridging women workshops um, with white women um, so that we can grow and learn together in um, increasing our capacity to address racism uh, i found that um, we carry a lot of our own pain but we don't want to bring that out into community when it's time to to listen to others um, who have gone through historical trauma. And there's an opening ceremony. Yes, we're very excited about this. Um, on the Saturday of our 10 days, which is Saturday, September 22nd, we're going to have a gathering of nations at Bede Makaska. 
Which and some people know is Lake Calhoun, but yes. I love the new name. It's going to be very sacred. A prayer service, a gathering, some music. It'll be wonderful. Well, and there's the unity circle. The symbolism, I think, of four or 5,000 people standing around a lake that's at the center point of the Twin Cities and, and being together in a state of harmony, peace, and nonviolence and celebrating that as a possibility. I think that's a really powerful symbol, and it's a great way to start the, the 10 days. And, and our blessing will be given by indigenous women who understand the importance of, you know, we talk about the root causes of violence, but we also have to go to the root practices in our, on our land, which really belongs to our indigenous people, which have always helped us to find shared humanity, and that is the practice of the circle. As you talk about it, I'm reminded of a feeling of threshold, oh, that yes. there's a threshold that we're moving towards and being able to yeah. look forward to the ceremony. There's a threshold about the ceremony, and that's right. something that both of you feel very powerful about. Share well, with me a little bit about that. It's a that. very intentional thing. Mm -hmm. So crossing the threshold isn't something you do accidentally. It's something where you have a vision for the future and you take steps. So in this case, we're coming together as community to create a, a very powerful symbol. That's an intentional action that we're taking. Uh, and I think in our daily lives, it's really important that we do take action that is intentional and not a reaction to what's happening around us. So if you look at, at the times that we live in, there, there's the violence, there's the political discord and so forth. It's very easy to, re to react to things outside of us that make us angry. But the challenge, and what I think is part of the hero's journey, is can we make a conscious choice to embrace others and to move across the threshold into a world where we're actually literally and figuratively holding hands and living in peace? And that's your next book, isn't it? Well, the next book is called Beyond the Threshold. It's already written. I'm in, I'm in the process of rewriting Beyond the Threshold. And it's a story about what happens when we do have the courage to take that step across the threshold, and what kinds of challenges do we encounter? So it's not necessarily a la-la land that we're entering. We're entering a world where there are still challenges, but we have the tools and the capacity to make choices that are, are free from prejudices of the past and to move into something that's new and different and sometimes scary. But it's something that we embrace consciously. And that's really what the TwinCitiesNonviolent.org is doing uh, when they are supporting, as this umbrella group, uh, 10 Days of Nonviolence. Right. So for more information on that, I would encourage you to go to TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. Check out those activities. They happen over a 10-day period, mm -hmm. and they're going to be terrific. They will be. Yeah, it includes actually um, a very, very uh, renowned black storytelling festival. Um, we'll have um, music festivals, concerts, writers' forums, dancing, photography, and we will have a closing ceremony also. So check it out. Kate Toll, Mark Ristow, thank you for joining me today and telling us all about your vision of peace as well as celebrating the upcoming 10 days of nonviolence. Thanks for having cities. us. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Have a great week and stay connected to yourself, the community, and the world around you.